happy Monday. Thank you for listening to Embracing Life. I hope you had a great weekend. Um, I'm actually moving today, so I've been absolutely crazy and exhausted um, trying to move a lot of this stuff myself and getting organized. But in a few hours, the the movers will be here, and I'm so excited. I cannot wait. Um, So I'm in a really good mood this morning. Um, Over the weekend, a friend of mine called me and um, was having a little bit of issues with her husband and um, wanted to discuss it with me because I've known them for at least 18 years. And I never giving, uh, I I never enjoy giving an answer that somebody doesn't want to hear when they ask me a question, but um, I was sort of forced to do that this week and and she was discussing her husband and how um they're having trouble in their relationship and um you know she tried to motivate him to discuss their marriage and he told her he was happy with the way things were and that you know he didn't really want to change and he had no interest in addressing their relationship issues and thought that everything was fine and um you know she's like how can I talk to him how can I motivate him to want to open up more um as a person and you know I I basically gave her this is the answer she didn't want to hear but you can't motivate another person to grow and change he has to motivate himself so um you know it sounds logical but it's very painful to accept this when you love somebody and you know if they don't open up and discuss your relationship and and you don't grow you know your relationship is going to stagnate and is going to get stagnant and it's just not going to work out and you know it's hard when you when you're trying to fix a relationship um and the flaws of a relationship on your own and you know you know if you see your relationship headed uh in a in a negative direction and you're you know that you need your partner to step up and and do their part you know it's like watching someone you love drowning in the ocean and you want to save him but you know you throw him that life preserver and he pushes it away because he doesn't need it it's it's sort of that scenario and you know that if he doesn't reach out you'll lose him and he'll slip away so you plead for him to grab and hold on and he stubbornly refuses and and you're forced to see him slip away i mean i think that's what happens in a relationship where one person is instrumental in wanting to save the relationship and recognizes their flaws and wants to work on them and the other uh, person buries their head in the sand and that's what this gentleman is doing and I've been in a relationship where that's been the case and that's exactly what happens Um, you know after saying look we need to address this and if the other person doesn't want to do it which is what happened in one of my relationships I ultimately left because uh you know it takes two to improve things and you really need equal participation um otherwise you're gonna lose interest over time it's just 
you know, you can cannot continue in a relationship with desire and passion and, and intensity if you're the only one that's putting in the effort and paying attention to where your relationship is going. So my friend's been married for a long time, and I think this happens. I mean, again, I was only married nine years, uh, so I don't know what happens 15 years into a marriage, but I can imagine what happens. Um, so I think, you know, I think there's a conclusion here, which is, you know, one of the important lessons I've ever learned about love is that some people aren't capable of loving you the way you want to be loved or capable of having the kind of relationship that you need. It's not that they're trying to be difficult or stubborn or deliberately trying to make you unhappy. They simply cannot operate on the same emotional level you need, or they don't want to, or they just don't have the skills and the experience to bring to the table what you in particularly need. And, you know, most couples, I think, I think they don't discuss these issues sufficiently in the beginning of the relationship so they can determine whether they have enough emotional compatibility to live happily ever after. They fall in love, great. Have a family, great. And then they realize they're two very different people with very conflicting pictures of what they want and need from an intimate relationship. It's not that, you know, one partner's right. It's that their love styles are incompatible. And what you need to nourish your relationship and what you need to grow and feel good isn't what the other person needs. You know, maybe they need to be independent and they don't want to be in a conversation, you know, five times a week about your relationship. Maybe, you know, who knows? Everybody is different. And if you're not compatible um, in in that style of living, you're really going to have trouble. You really will. Um, so my suggestion to her was, you know, without blaming her husband and without making him feel like he's a horrible person, you know, sit down with him and, you know, say something like, you know, I love you very much. I've tried for whatever, 14 years to make this relationship work. I know you're aware that I've been begging you to open up, to work on our marriage, to talk about issues and the struggles we had. You know, I've been doing this for one reason, to try and save our marriage, because I'm not happy with the way things are. I'm not happy. You've always told me you're satisfied with this kind of relationship, that you aren't interested in growing or changing in the way I am. And, you know, I haven't respected what you've said and have tried to get you to change. So I was wrong in doing this. You have a right to live the way you want to live. And my way isn't better than yours. And I know this goes against the grain of, you know, maybe some of you are saying, oh my God, are you kidding me? Why would I say that? But in truth, you know, you're acknowledging that you are not, you know, you can't control somebody. So I would say, you know, I recognize I've been trying to make you to change. 
and honey, you know, I need you to take as much time as you need, days or weeks even, to ask yourself one last time if you're happy living as a person you are and do not want a relationship where your partner needs you to open up or work on yourself. You know, if you come to me and tell me this is how you feel, then it's time for me to go on. It's time for me to find somebody else or do something different. You know, um, I hate to say it, but I mean, what are you going to do? You're just going to continually be unsatisfied if your partner makes no strides. And, you know, you want a relationship. So you need to tell them, I want a relationship in which... I and my partner are always growing and changing together and actively working on becoming more intimate and more loving. That is important to me in my life. I would love to have that kind of marriage with you, but if that's not what you want, I understand. And I'd like to free myself to one day find someone who shares my vision of love and connection and connectedness and commitment and free you to find someone who loves you just the way you are. Now, (laughs) I know many of you will say, you know, that's giving up and whatnot. You're walking away from a relationship. But I'm sorry if you try for years to get the emotional attention and love that you need out of your relationship and your partner has zero to give well I think it's fair to want to leave that relationship I don't believe in staying with somebody for the good of your children because you're giving them a horrible example of what they should settle for if you're in an unhappy relationship they see it even if your kids are small They see you're giving them an example of what a bad marriage looks like. And you're giving them an example of what love looks like. And what they will see and what they will learn is that love is aggravation. Love is being unsatisfied. And love is not getting your your needs met. And love is staying in something that doesn't serve them well. All really bad messages to give children. Again, this is my opinion. Um, and I speak from experience because I, I got divorced when my children were three and five. The most difficult time to get divorced because um, I raised my kids alone because my husband had to take a job in California and I was in the Northeast. And, you know, raising kids alone was not what I had in mind ever, ever in a million years. And, you know, it was it was the greatest gift I've been given um, and my greatest honor to raise my children. And I wouldn't have changed anything about it. But it's not what I set out for. I wanted them to have two parents that were present at all times. That's the life I wanted to give my children. But at the same time, um, you know, my ex-husband, as loving and kind as he was and is, we're just very different people and with, with great respect. Um, we lived our lives differently. And... So that wasn't going to work for me, and I don't think it would have worked for him. 
um, in the long term. And, you know, he's since remarried someone who's just like him and seems to me they're happy and I'm happy and everybody's happy and my children are happy and everybody is well-balanced and I've given them the tools and understanding of why my marriage didn't work. And I've encouraged them in their relationships as they move forward to express themselves, to be honest, to have open conversation and to, you know, for me, I think it's important to be with somebody who has shared values and similarities in your upbringing. To me that, I don't know, I have not remarried, but I, would think that if you had those similarities and those goals that were similar, that you would grow together and and that would make life simpler. I don't know. Again, I'm not speaking from a married perspective. I am speaking from somebody who I know what it's like to leave a relationship and leave a marriage in a difficult moment. Um, and and. I have zero regrets, even though it was very difficult to do. It was very, very difficult to do. And, you know, living in a community where everybody was married, you know, it was not a picnic. (laughs) That is for sure. And I have mentioned in the past that, you know, people weren't that nice to me once I got divorced because I, I don't know. I have no idea why, because in truth, my ex-husband wasn't around. So it floored me that people wouldn't be a little bit kinder, but so be it. So be it. Um, That's just the way it was. Um, But it definitely made it more challenging and I didn't have family around and I didn't have that network that um, felt secure and great and cozy. It didn't. And, you know, I would go to my kids' tennis matches and go to their plays and everyone was together. The couples were together and I would be sitting in front of them by myself or, you know, at the time I had a companion and he would come with us. But it's just, you know, you never felt like accepted or... And, you know, interestingly enough, I put all of my energy into my children and it's like, People are waiting for you to fail. That's the other thing. They were just like waiting for me to fail and waiting for my children to misbehave. And um, fortunately, I didn't have any of those issues and my children did beautifully. And I'm very proud of them. And all of my energy was put into my children. And um, we have, they had a great life and a very successful careers and ended up at great schools. And um, mission accomplished and I moved out of the suburbs thank god Um, I'm thankful for that every day because that environment was not helpful for me Um, and I kept my kids there for I don't know I kept them in the house that they were you know they were in the same house their entire life Um, for them I stayed there it was not where I wanted to be so I'm really happy (laughs) that I'm back to city living and where there, people aren't judgmental and you can live your life and nobody's like, oh, there's a single woman and she's divorced and nobody cares. Nobody cares. You can live your life. Everyone's, it's just such a different vibe. And it's so, it's so great for me and I absolutely love it. And um, when I go back to Connecticut, I'm quickly reminded of the feelings that I had when I lived there. 
um, as a divorced person. Um, I can enjoy it now because I leave. After about three days, I can't wait to, to leave. Um, and that's just my experience being divorced in suburbia. It is not, it is not easy. It wasn't easy, but at the same time, I know I made the right decision as difficult as it was. Um, and, and I made the right decision, I think for my former spouse, because he found the type of person that he's happy with and he ha he's happy. And more, like I said before, everybody's happy. So getting through that difficult moment, that's another story. Deciding to leave a marriage, deciding not to move with somebody, deciding that you're going to change your direction and pivot into the unknown is very difficult and it's scary. And that's where people get stuck. And what I'm encouraging is that you find the emotional courage to have this conversation or you will never be happy. And I told my friend, find the courage to have this conversation with your husband. It will be one of the most difficult yet loving things you have ever done, not just for you, but for him. And you know, after stating all of this, their partner, her partner, might miraculously go through a total change and dedicate himself to tremendous personal growth. It's possible. It is possible, and that's the outcome you want. That's the outcome you want when you state your case and state the severity of the mental state that you're in if you're not happy in your marriage. But whatever the outcome, it's time. She knows it's time to turn the corner in her life one way or another because otherwise you'll never experience the kind of relationship that you dream of. If you stay in something that is not good for your soul or your mind or your body, if you just stay because you're afraid of the unknown, you will never have the relationship that you dream of, of getting. It will not happen. And that'll be your life. And I don't know, that sounds not not fun for me. I would never do that. You live once and, you know, part of living a full life is entering into arenas unknown and that's what builds your character and your strength. And if you believe in yourself and you work on yourself and you put energy into improving yourself, you will be more than fine. You will be actually incredible and you'll feel so good and so strong and you'll keep moving forward in a really positive direction and your life will change and doors will open and you'll be really happy and you'll be showing a wonderful example uh, to your children that if you don't like your life you have the ability to change it it's not easy but it's possible and there's there's hope and with optimism and hard work, you can live the life that you desire. And on that note, I'm going to finish packing up my boxes and moving on to the next chapter uh, for myself and for my kids. And again, stepping into the unknown. It's not that unknown, but it's a different location, not too far away. Um, but, you know, with change, 
comes excitement and rejuvenation. So don't be afraid of change. And thank you for listening. Have a great day.